0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Ellman with the Department of
1: Communication. And In case you forgot, I'm Dan's right-hand man with a plan, Hunter Mitchell. Today, we're going to give listeners a deeper look at COVID-19 vaccinations and why it's so important to get one. Now, before we do that, be sure to take a deeper look at all previous episodes of The Wrap. You can
0: find shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. And for the past year or so, we've been presenting all of our episodes on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel.
1: Okay, Dan, let's bring in Dr. Sandro Sinti, a professor of infectious diseases at Michigan Medicine. Dr. Sinti has been a vital member of the COVID-19 Vaccine and Therapeutics Task Force. Dr. Sinti, thank you so much for being with us today.
2: Sure, sure.
0: Now, first, why is it so important for as many people as possible to get the COVID-19
2: vaccine? Well, it's impo- the Most important, one, to protect yourself, two, to protect others around you, and then three, overall in the community, if we can get 70% of people vaccinated, the idea is what we get what's called herd immunity, which is enough immunity that you basically stamp this virus out. uh, And so that's what we're aiming for. Um, So those would be the three top reasons to be able to do that.
1: Can you talk a little bit about the safety of these vaccines and the rigorous protocol they went through to be approved? And
2: yeah, so there. So uh, with the caveat that there's been some recent issues with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which was approved, but the two that were approved first, Pfizer and Moderna, are extremely safe. We've already had probably uh, it's going to be close to 200 million doses given, right in this country alone, uh, plus hundreds of mil- probably. Tens to hundreds of millions in other countries, with very very few side effects. Um, mostly sh- effects at the site with pain. Some people get fever for a night. Some people get fatigue. Uh, but overall, people have had excellent experiences, uh, and it's probably as safe as any vaccine we have. These two these two vaccines. There's been some concerns about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, and that's been on hold. Um, so overall, it's very safe, but a few in a million people have gotten a pretty severe uh, blood clotting disorder that, that is still being looked at by the uh, CDC. Mm-hmm. So right now we're not giving that. And Michigan Medicine hasn't given any doses of Johnson Johnson as of this point. So, I have two follow ups to what
0: you just yeah. said. First, you know, um, you mentioned some of the side effects, you know, pain at the site of injection um, and some other things. I know when I got my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine, I did have pain in my arm and I also had a fever for honestly, it was like two or three hours. It wasn't yeah. much. But is that sort of a sign that the vaccine is actually working because your body is sort of, you know, fighting back against it? But how, can you explain that a little bit?
2: Yeah. Let's say yes for that, but you know, it's still working. Even if, it, if you don't get those symptoms, what's happening is the MRNA vaccine. Um, I give an analogy. You guys know uh, mission impossible, right? Mm-hmm. So the MRNA vaccine is a little piece of genetic material that gives a message to your body, just like Tom Cruise gets the message uh, that he's got to do something. And what happens after that message is given it's destroyed. So what happens is that message then gets your body to produce a portion, not the virus, but it produces a portion of the virus, the COVID virus or the SARS virus that then allows your body to develop an immune response. When it develops that immune response, that's why it takes a day before you get symptoms because that process kicks in. Then your body gets an immune response and the younger you are, the more powerful that immune response is and can cause those symptoms. Now, having said that, even if you're 80, 90 years old, or and even if you get not one symptom from getting the shot, it's still working. And we know that because of the studies uh, that have been done since to show that people mount an antibody response. If you look over big populations, people are not getting sick after they've gotten the vaccine.
0: Gotcha. Now let's, let's real quick turn back to the pause that you mentioned getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Yeah. Now. From what I understand too is that that also shows that the process, the oversight process, is working right in the regulatory process. That yeah. when some of these you know complications arose, they said, "Let's take a pause. Let's study it a little bit further." And it sort of is a way to make sure that they're looking
2: out for the well-being of patients, right? It's really a testament to our FDA and the rigorous nature, the, the rigorous. Um, work that they do to make sure that these are safe vaccines. And you'll see that in other countries, uh, the Europeans are are going back to using the AstraZeneca vaccine that has similar side effects. We have not approved the AstraZeneca vaccine here in this country. And, you know, there are other countries that are using Johnson and Johnson. Now, again, those, those really severe side effects are really, really, really rare. Um, And these two vaccines will be Useful because the part of the problem with the vaccine, the Moderna and the, the Pfizer Pfizer's, they have this cold chain. They have to be frozen to a certain level, so you can't use it in certain parts of the world. Um, but again, our FDA is so rigorous that it, this is an indication of how how carefully uh, the CDC, the FDA, and our other bodies look at these uh, uh, vaccines. So it's good. It's good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So for those who are still on the fence about the vaccine, uh, what would you tell them? Get it. Get
2: it soon. Short and sweet. (laughs) There's you know what? There are different reasons for people being on the fence. Um, Some people are concerned about the side effects. And I would say that the side effects after hundreds of millions of doses, uh, there are very few side effects. And they're all manageable. And people do fine. Some people are concerned about the components of the vaccine. There's no hidden messages in there. It's not gonna get into your DNA. It's even safe for pregnant women to take these vaccines. And we're now finding it safe for kids to take these vaccines. Um, You're more likely to get to die from COVID-19. And and I have to say, we're now seeing in the hospital in Michigan where we're getting a lot more patients than we, we have in a long time. It's a younger group. The patients we vaccinated, the 65 and overs, they're not in the hospital. They're not getting sick. The people in the hospital are the ones who did not get vaccinated. We have 29 people in our intensive care units who were not vaccinated for COVID. They would not be there had they gotten vaccinated. Um, the, it, this is a terrible disease. Uh, it. it kills mostly old people, but also young people who have risk factors. And we're seeing some young folks who don't have any underlying disease who are getting sick with this. Uh, we need to get rid of this uh, virus. And the only way to do it is by getting people vaccinated. So if you're on the fence, I understand. Talk to your doctor. I don't know, call me, I'll, uh, I'll, let, I'll talk to you. I'm, I'm happy to talk to people to try and convince them. I've gone around to do talks to convince people to take the vaccine. Uh, it will help you it will help the people around you and it will help your community in the end. So it's a good thing to do.
0: So for those who have received the vaccine, what sorts of precautions should they still be taking to keep the community safe?
2: That's, it's a good question. And, you know, more and more the CDC is saying, once you're vaccinated, you're safe, you're probably not going to transmit the virus. It's still safe to wear it's still safest to wear protection and to maintain distance when you're going in places like restaurants, when you're going to indoor places where you're going to be in contact with a lot of people. Um, one, I think, one reason to keep wearing masks is to be an example for others who should be wearing masks when they're not vaccinated. Uh, but I think for a little while we're still going to be doing that. There won't be a masks off policy for a little while. I think still, from the CDC standpoint, you can go. You know, if you're with your friends in a in a house where everybody's vaccinated, people take their masks off and they eat dinner and that's OK. Uh, but if there are people at high risk within the house, you have to be careful. You have to maintain distance. You have to wear a mask. So um, the CDC is slowly coming out and changing some of these requirements. If you're outside, the CDC is probably going to come out and say outdoors is a lot safer. Uh, so.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for giving us all this information. And sure. It's essential that all our employees learn everything they can about the vaccines and make their decisions based on that.
2: Absolutely. And you know what we are, we're having some now vaccine clinics. Well, we have plenty of vaccine now in Michigan. So we are now at in the next few days and I don't know the exact times, but in Ford auditorium, all you have to do is bring your, bring your, um, Your tag to show that you work at University of Michigan and you can go and you don't have to sign up anymore. So we're going to have a few of those types of clinics coming up, you do have to find out when those are but um, I know there were people who didn't want to go all the way to the stadium because it didn't work with their schedule, Uh, but there will be availability um, and look for that to come up in the future.
0: Yeah, I'd encourage all of our employees to keep an eye on the ops updates yep. sometimes um, and headlines and things like that. No matter when you're watching this, keep an eye on those communications, because they'll be letting you know when you can go and get your vaccine. Uh, now, Dr. Cinti, you are yeah. still on the clock. You've answered the hard questions, Uh-oh. but now we've got the lightning round for you. So we're going to uh, ask you to an That's ans- harder. <laughs> it probably <laughs> is. Uh, we're going to have you answer four questions in just 60 seconds. So are you ready to go? Yeah, go. All
1: right. First question. What have you missed doing the most during the pandemic?
0: Playing basketball. I like that. All right. The Academy Awards are coming up this weekend. What's your favorite
2: movie? Oh, my God. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen a movie. in. in, uh, Oh, my goodness. I can't answer that. I've been watching series. ER. What's your favorite ER, series? ER, The series (laughs) ER. Have you guys seen that? It started in 1992.
0: I think, I don't think Hunter was born yet. Don't worry. Yeah.
2: I film in the
1: ER. I don't know if that counts, but it's a great um, so. series.
2: George, George Clooney made his start there. Uh, but I, I don't have a movie. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, it's all good. All right. Next question. If you were to eat yeah. one thing every day for the rest of your life, what would it be?
2: Uh, oh, my uh, pasta. It would be my, my uh, pasta. It would be my chicken uh, sausage ragu for sure. That sounds good. Yep. Uh,
0: travel has obviously been restricted during COVID-19, but when you feel comfortable traveling again, where's the first place you want to go?
2: Uh, The first place I want to go is to Beaver Island, which is a place we were going for. You guys know where it is? I don't like know where Michigan. that is. Up here. Yeah. Oh, Lake, wow. In Lake Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we go there for vacation. We haven't been able to go. So yes, my wife and I want to go there. Hopefully our kids will come to visit us too.
1: Oh, well, awesome. Yeah, I've always wanted to go there. That's on my, my list. Of I'd never
2: heard of it. Bucket list. Yeah, you can go there camp. It's really nice. It's really beautiful, nice. beautiful nice. island. Awesome. Well, Dr. No Sinzi- beavers on there, though. I don't know why they call it that.
1: <laughs> well, it's the
0: Wolverine state with very few Wolverines. So there's a lot of <laughs> questions.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Dr. Cindy, thanks again for being a great sport. Sure. Yeah, thanks for doing this, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If you want to learn more about COVID-19 vaccines, including why some of your colleagues have received that shot, you can find more information at mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, check out some other featured stories from this past week.
0: For instance, there was an in-depth look at the role pathology has played in the pandemic response at Michigan Medicine. The organization also shared information on its renowned mitral valve repair clinic, and Mott shared a story about one of their pediatric patients who got to meet their Paralympic hero. Find all those stories and more at
1: mmheadlines.org. All righty, Dan. So you mentioned the Academy Awards are this weekend, and Dr. Sinti kind of talked about some movies and shows, um, but what is your favorite movie that you can just keep watching and watching?
0: So I have a couple. Um, you know, if you're going to go back a while, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned this before on past episodes that I'm sort of a history nerd. So both of mine have to do with history. Um, so I love Forrest Gump. I just I could watch that over and over and all the different scenes and, and you know, just seeing where Forrest ends up. So I love Forrest Gump. I love Tom Hanks. So that's, that's sort of perfect. And a little bit more recent, though, it's probably more than a decade old. I love The King's Speech. With Colin Firth, Jeffrey Rush, Helena Bonham Carter, really great movie. So those are two that are probably near the top of my list. Um, and if you're going to go for comedy classics, I mean, you can't go wrong with Ace Ventura. I've probably watched that about a hundred times. I think I've memorized every <laughs> word. There's, yeah, I think it's the perfect comedy, and Dr. Cinti will agree. Uh,
2: it's good, but, I, you know, Brown... <laughs> Groundhog Day is more appropriate for what we're going through right now. Well, yes, I think that's totally true. Absolutely.
0: All right, Hunter,
1: what's one of your favorite movies? Oh, boy. All right. Well, so I just realized two of my favorite movies have Jeff Bridges in it. So my my all-time favorite movie is The Big Lebowski. I can watch that over and over. Great movie. Love bowling. Um, So, yeah, absolute classic. The other one is uh, both Trons. Uh, Just something about both of them. I love sci-fi, so I could watch either of those.
2: Over and over. Jeff Bridges too, right? Jeff Bridges. Isn't he a yeah. truck? Yeah. He
1: is. Yeah. I don't he's a good actor. I guess I guess he's my favorite actor. I guess he's I a know. versatile
0: actor if you think about
1: it. I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Last episode we asked listeners, what are the MRIs disguised at, at Mott in order to make the procedures more comforting for kids? The answer is a treehouse, a submarine, and a sandcastle. Congratulations to Administrative Assistant Mary Berry, who sent in the correct answer. Mary, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly
1: to help you claim your prize. Now, for this week's question, here's Hunter. This week's question is, how many COVID-19 specimen tests did the Department of Pathology carry out in March 2020, the first month of the pandemic? Once again, how many COVID-19 specimen tests did the Department of Pathology carry out in March 2020, the first month of the pandemic? You can find that answer in the, this week's headline story. And once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for a chance to win a prize. All uh, right. That's all the time we have for this week. Dr.
0: Sinti, once again, thank you for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next
2: time. Thanks, you guys.